the Next Level Loan Officers podcast. To learn more about Next Level Loan Officers, go to becomenl.com. All right, welcome, welcome to the next Next Level Loan Officers podcast. My name is Kellen Vaughn, one of the coaches and founders here in our Next Level Loan Officers community, broadcasting from the world headquarters here in our podcast studio and joined by my fellow co-founder and good friend, Mr. Kenneth Travis. Kenneth, welcome. Hey, KB. How are you, my friend? Thanks uh, for that lovely introduction. That's the nicest thing you've said to me in uh, a couple of weeks. Well, you know, let's not get carried away here. Uh, we're doing it for the audience. But uh, hey, man, it's a good day to be a loan officer. You know, um, we're going to talk a lot about uh, the goal setting and understanding your numbers as it relates to your business. You know, and as you and I were talking offline, this is a really unique business and uh, and it can really provide a lot for somebody and and create an amazing amount of wealth and a great income, you know, and and without without a ton of effort, you know, as we were kind of chatting offline. Now, I say that, you know, with a big asterisk next to it, right, because I understand everybody's in different markets and we all have to adapt to changes in the market. But the reality is is it's a sales business, uh, unlike a lot. And, uh, you know, with a few tweaks and with, uh, some, you know, understanding the business, you can have a wildly successful and long career being a loan officer unique to a lot of other types of businesses out there. So we're going to jump right into it because today we're talking about knowing your numbers. Yeah. This is probably, this is probably one of my favorite topics that we talk about in our next level community. And one that a lot of loan officers, frankly, don't pay enough attention to. So we're going to kind of jump right into it. We've got a download, uh, downloadable uh, PDF that if you'll go in the show notes, whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, it's in there. You can go in there and download this worksheet if you want to follow along with what we're doing. Um, but let's get it kicked off. We're going to talk about kind of how we think about annual goals. And Ken, I'm going to let you run with this because uh, you're probably the expert on it. Now, I'll say... Whether you're listening to this at the end of the year, in the middle of the year, halfway through the quarter, at the end of the quarter, it doesn't matter. The exercise is the same. Just adjust it based on whatever time frame you want to set your goals for. So if it's halfway through the year and you're like, man, I really want to set some strong goals for the last half of the year, the remaining six months, then adapt it. Adapt it to what you're doing. Yeah. Or you can just say, hey, over the next 12 months, regardless of what month you're Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So let's kick it off, guys. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, we certainly appreciate it. It's always good to invest in ourselves to grow. Um, Kellen, when I first got in this business in February of two thousand and three, I worked for a broker that told me fake it. And dude, I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't understand what knowing your numbers meant. I didn't know what my. I didn't understand what my hourly worth was, right? Uh, and I didn't know what my goals were either. And I think it's important for loan officers to really have a clear understanding before they get going, right? Um, just to have a, an idea, to have this sense of clarity going into their work. And I think after we kind of talk about knowing your numbers and what that looks like, I think it gives, it's, it should, guys, it should give each and every one of you the clarity that you need to plan property properly and 
and be able to measure, right? Because if we can't measure our results, then, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's like peeing in the wind, man. Like we don't want to do that. Right. So, um, so let's jump into it. And, you know, I think the number one, uh, question I get a lot, uh, Kellen is, um, from loan officers, I, I shouldn't say question. I always ask loan officers, Hey, the question is, is how much money do you want to make? And a lot mm -hmm. of times the number one answer I get, I don't know what it is for you, but for me, it's a hundred thousand dollars a year, right? That's what they say they want to make, right? Uh, hey, what do you want to make over the next 12 months? I want to make a hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, cool. What does that look like? And not very many loan officers can answer that question. Well, they're like, well, I don't know. It's a hundred thousand dollars at the end of the year. I'm like, I know, right. but like a year from now, from 12 months from now, that seems so far away. A hundred thousand dollars seems so far away. So we like to break it down in bite size pieces, right? In a way that's going to really help you stay focused on the activities that matter the most on a month to month, week to week basis, right? And so um, let's jump into it. And so we we do every single year. Got, Kellen, I use this exact annual goal worksheet. I've been using it uh, for many, many years. And hey, I will give credit to one of my previous coaches uh, from back in the day, man. Uh, he's an amazing dude, right? Brian Sachs. He actually introduced me to this annual goal worksheet. And I just kind of put it on steroids and I've used it um, since probably 2005. And what this, you know, what this does is it allows you to go in there and, and claim what it is that you want to make. So if you want to make $100,000 a year, this is how we're going to do it. Uh, let's assume, okay, we're just going to use these numbers, Kellen, as an example. So let's assume that you are in a market where your average loan size is $300,000 a year. I mean, uh, per loan, right? So your average, your average, you know, loan amount is $300,000. And let's assume that your uh, your loan officer comp is 1.25. Now, I know some of you may be less than that, and I know some of you may be higher than that. This is just a good, safe, conservative number to really help drive the point that we're wanting you guys to give. Yeah. And if you downloaded the worksheet, you can just adjust these numbers as you plug them in. Absolutely. So at 300000 Kellen, 1.25 comp plan, that means the average commission per transaction of a loan officer would be 3750 okay? Now, that's your average commission per deal. So right. every time, hey, that's less than next level coaching for the entire year, right? That's right. That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so if it's 3750 I like to take that number and then divide it into the $100,000 that the loan officer says that they want to make. And that's going to give me a number, okay? That number is 26.6, okay? So I want to put this in perspective. To make $100,000 a year, you have to close 26.6 deals, right, for the entire year, divided by 12, comes to 2.2 deals a month, right? Let's break that down. 2.2 deal. Like, listen, I could go into a coma and come out of it and still close 2.2 deals. Right? Well, and let's say this, right? Like, your uh, above average, probably as it relates to a loan officer, you mentioned you've been in the business for a long time. So maybe for a new LO out there, that 2.2 and a half deals a month may seem like a reach, 
right? And for others, it may seem like a no-brainer. But but to your point, if you're you guys just follow along in the math here. What if your average loan size equals what we just talked about and your comp equals what we just talked about for every two and a half deals a month that you do, you can make a hundred grand. So if you want to make 200 grand, well, then you got to do five deals a month, right? If you want to make 300 grand, you got to do seven and a half deals a month. So you guys can kind of take this math and extrapolate it. But there's a lot of loan officers out there right now who would love to make a hundred grand a year. And, uh, and so for that, you know, for, for those of you that are in that boat that are listening to this, the encouragement is to you is that, listen, it's only two and a half deals a month. And it may be less if your comp is more or your average loan size is more. It may be slightly more deals. You may need three a, a month if either of those two are less. So adjust it based on your situation. But when you think about it, you start to realize, okay, a hundred grand might not be that far out of reach. I only have to do two and a half deals a month. Now, KT, let's talk about how we get that two and a half deals. That's exactly right, man. It's like, what am I going to do? Right. What activities am I going to do? And, you know, listen, if you're at zero right now, it's okay. It's going to take you about 90 days, right? A solid 90 days of consistency, of, of staying focused on the actions that matter. You know, we, we speak about actions that matter inside Next Level. We actually have a Power 90 course um, as part of our uh, community that really spells it out. And man, I, I go back, Kellen, and, you know, I look at all the time, energy, and effort that was put into that Power 90 course and booklet for loan officers to be able to to use as a guide to create the habits of those consistency activities, right? And you do them at a high level and and, uh, and it really moves the needle in their business. And so we're a firm believer in uh, the Power 90. We know that it works. A lot of loan officers have uh, uber success with it. But that's the question, guys, is what are you going to do, right? And always look at marketing as like a stool, right? Or a chair. How many legs does a chair have? Uh, four last four. time I checked. Yeah. So you need, you need, you know, I'll, now if you had three, it's going to be a little wobbly. If you have two, you're going to fall over, right? right? So you always want to have at least four legs to your marketing. And these are four activities that you're going to do consistently, consistently to take it to completion and to get more revenue in the door, right? <clears throat> and, you know, I believe that Power90 kind of identifies those things. We say, hey, these are all the things that we find that are the most successful for loan officers. And then you can just go in and pick the would, you know, suit to your strengths. Right. And then holds you and then and then it gives you a little accountability to make sure you're actually doing those um, on a weekly basis. Yeah. And so we just like to talk about that. But you know, some of you are listening and you're not at zero. Maybe you are hundred thousand. You know, I remember Kellen when I made a hundred thousand, I do. Dude, that was the end all for me. Dude, if I could just make a hundred thousand, I'll be good. Well, I got two hundred thousand. Guess what happened? Well, we'll make two hundred. Mm. Right, and that's just that's the number two most uh, you, you know number I get from loan officers is I want to make two fifty because you get stuck in that in that you know two hundred one fifty to two fifty range, you know, or two maybe two twenty. And you have, well, how do you break through that threshold? It's a process, right? Because yeah. the things that you do whenever you um, you know the things that you do when you're closing zero to three loans a month are not the same activities maybe when you're you know, doing six. So you have to you have to understand it's a process. But regardless of where you're at, if you're listening and maybe you are making, you're like, yeah, man, I want to make two fifty. Do the math. Right. right. 
know your numbers from a gold perspective because i'm gonna tell you to say i want to make a hundred thousand or 2.2 deals a month which sounds easier <laughs> give me the 2.2 all day long yeah well and I would go, I would challenge, you know, what you just said too, which is for the people who are doing 150, 250, $350,000 a year, right? Yeah. My guess is most of them don't go into the year with a plan, right? They don't map out <clears throat> how many deals they have to do, how many leads they need, how many activities they need. They just go into it and they hope that at the end of the year, that W-2 is a big enough number. And that's that's been okay maybe for a few years in our business where, uh, you know, deals were just raining down. But that's not okay in a normal environment. You need to plan. You need to know. And as Ken's going to touch on, how many referral partners do I need? How many leads do I need? You've got to be able to think about all that stuff. Yeah. You know, I always say, man, hope. You, know, you talked about hope. Hope is not a strategy, guys. Right. You just can't sit around and hope that it all works. You have to have a plan. You have to map it out. You have to have the blueprint. Right. We've got the blueprint. All you got to do is implement it. Really. You know, we've done all the heavy lifting for you. You know. So. Uh, you yeah. Know, so I definitely encourage you guys get into the uh, annual goal worksheet. Download that document. Go through the exercise. I don't care. You know, when you're listening to this, it doesn't matter. You can look at it over the next 12 months, and then you can re, re, uh, you can do it again beginning of the year. Now, there's another part of this as well, Kellen, this conversation, right? Because it's not, it's it's like we don't stop there. We really want you to also grasp what your what your worth is, right? Right. And, and if it's okay, Kellen, can we use a hundred thousand dollars as an example? Um, yeah to to really painting a picture for loan officers to say okay now that i know what my numbers are from a go perspective what do i need to know from a from an hourly worth perspective about me and my time and the and and what's a good use of my time and what is not a good use of my time i've heard you speak on this thousands of times it seems like no oh, yeah if you are the expert when it comes to to this this next piece of the puzzle yeah. And, it, and it's, you know, to me, one of the more eye-opening pieces of it. And so I would say this for all maybe the more experienced loan officers out there, look at your income over the last 12 months, you know, and take take whatever that number is. And we just use a simple divide it by uh, 2080. So 2080, which is the number of hours in a year. If you work an eight to five, 40 hour work week, times 52 weeks a year, right? So it's kind of a baseline. If you work more than that, then you need to increase that number. If you work less than that, then you can decrease that number. But the truth is it's going to give you a it's going to give you a number. So if you take 100 grand as an example and we apply the 2080 hours in the year, you end up with $48 per hour. Now you may have some people who are on this that are listening to this, they go, "Man, my hourly rate is 50, 60, 70, 80, 200, 300, 400 dollars an hour. You may have people that go, man, mine's 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 40 dollars an hour, right? So we understand there's a broad spectrum. Yeah. Well, we've got people at 350, 500. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Thousands from time to time, not, not often. And they're and sometimes sometimes they're the worst offenders, right? But the reality is the reason we talk about this hourly worth and why it's so important. 
And again, if you're just getting started in the business, don't focus on this piece. Use the annual goal worksheet, plan out your next six months, plan out your next year, and then go backwards and do this exercise. But if you've been in the business at least a year, take that number, divide it by uh, 2080, figure out your hourly worth. And what's eye-opening about this, if people are usually surprised, they're usually surprised at how low it is, um, generally speaking, when we do these in you know, a live event. But when you look at that and you say, and I, and I look at somebody in the group, and maybe it's $30 an hour, right? And I say, are you surprised by that? They go, yeah, I'm surprised it's that low. I feel like I'm pretty busy, and I'm only making $30 an hour. I said, well, that's interesting. Well, tell me some of the things that you do, you know, and they'll rattle off a handful of things, uh, you know, uh, chasing conditions, um, you know, uh, I don't know, cold calling realtors going, you know, going through the list, right? A lot of minutiae. Yeah. Yeah. Chasing conditions, working, getting that page three of the bank statement, uh, handwriting, thank you notes, you know, all of those kinds of things. And I sharpening your pencil. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And so the question then always becomes, okay, take that activity. Let's say it's, let's say it's uh, chasing conditions, right? You know, would you pay somebody $30 an hour to chase conditions? And inevitably they go, oh man, no, no way. Well, uh, yeah. it's exactly what you're doing. You're paying yourself $30 an hour to go chase those conditions and they go, oh man, that's, you're right, you're right, you're right. And so we always say like, listen, you know, you need help in your business and there's different markets and there's different times to pull that lever. But for $15 an hour, you can get somebody typically on board full time to do a lot of the things that you're doing. And a lot of people instantly think, well, if I'm making $30 an hour, right. And all of a sudden I get somebody at $15 an hour. Now I'm only making $15 an hour because I got to give 15 of my 30 to somebody else. Well, that's limited belief thinking right there, Ken, right? So what we know to be true is that if somebody makes $30 an hour and they go and hire somebody that, that for $15 an hour that can do a lot of the things that they're doing now and they take the time that they're given back, right? Because now they're not chasing conditions. Now they're not calling uh, clients and following up. Now they're not doing the surface confusion and the minutiae. And if they take that time and they reinvest it into what we call money-making activities, doing their ATMs, doing the things that drive business, what's going to happen? They're going to close more loans. They're going to go from two and a half deals a month to five deals a month. And the other thing that's going to happen, and this is the real magic piece of this whole thing, and this is a lot of loan officers don't believe us, but it's really true. Not only will you make more money, because you're going to be doing more money-making activities, but you're actually going to work less because a lot of those money-making activities you can knock out fairly quickly and you're not stuck doing all of the minutia and all the things that go along with each one of those loans. So what happens now to that hourly rate? If I make more money and I'm working less hours during the year, that hourly rate's going to skyrocket. It's going to go up. So if it was $30 an hour, my promise to you is that if you go invest the time, energy, and effort to bring somebody alongside you at $15 an hour to help, I bet if you do that exercise 12 months later, that 30 is now at least 90 to $100 an hour. It's pretty guaranteed. We have a lot of, if you get in our, if you come to a live event or get in our group and talk to some people who are in, to Ken's point, that 200, 300, 400, $500 an hour range, if you look at that group and you said, I want to be like them, right? What's the first part of that exercise? I'm looking to say, what's the common denominator? What do all of these guys and gals have in common 
that are making more than $300 an hour? The answer is they have help. They have teams. We're going to cover team building in a different podcast, but this is all about knowing your numbers. And if you don't know these numbers, if you don't know what your hourly worth is, if you don't know what your goals are, if you don't know how many loans you're supposed to close in a month, how many leads you're supposed to have, how many legs of the stool you're supposed to be working on, if you don't know these things, you're just driving blind and hoping that it's all going to work out. And we've already determined that hope is not a strategy. You know, um, I love this conversation. It's always fun. And I'm going to say this because I always have to go back to my earlier days in the business. And one of the big, one of the hardest things for me to do, Kellen, it was, it was the absolute most thing was getting out of the minutia. It's easier said than done. Right. And, you know, we have these limiting self-beliefs and fears and things that, well, if I'm not doing it, then it's not going to get done right. And the realtors won't send me business. And, you know, um, the, the client won't refer me business if I'm not the one that's actually doing these things. And, you know, just from our experience over the years, that simply, simply isn't true. I think of one of our members, Tyler Hodgins, who uh, was his own loan partner for three years. And I coach this guy every, like, every, at least seemed like every other week, you know. Yep. And, uh, and I, I remember he finally got to a point where he was able to let go. Um, and it freed him up so much because this is the real reality. I remember when I did this, okay, I ended up uh, thinking, oh, crap, man, I just stepped out of the minutia. I just picked up the phone and started calling my real estate, right, and saying, hey, you know, <clears throat> what, I, what I realize in this industry is that there's a lot of originators of loan officers out there in the marketplace that they're single member originators like myself. And we start juggling all of these balls, right? Now, usually in the first quarter and the fourth quarter, right, it's it's manageable. But man, when that busy, that spring and summer hit, it's a different level of busy uh, in our industry, at least at least where I'm from, right? If you're, in, if you're in Florida, man, like all year summer, you know, but, but where I live, it's very seasonal. Um, business uh, seems to peak in the uh, second quarter. Yep. The reason I bring that up is because when, um, when, when you're looking at your, let me say it like this, like when you're looking at your business, I want for you to uh, ask yourself this question. Is what I'm doing right now a good use of money, right? Is it a good use of money? Most of the time it isn't. But when I went to these realtors and I actually told them what I was doing and I was going to go and invest into a, um, you know, a support staff person, to help me be able to get more done, not to be able to pass, not because I'm trying to pass them off or whatever to their clients, but I just wanted to be able to, you know, be able to get more done. Helen, out of those, I, I remember I called like 10 realtors. You know, I ended up losing two of them and I was so upset about it, right? Because they wanted me to do everything, right? They wanted me to take the call. They wanted me to do the pre-call. They didn't want me, they didn't want me giving it to someone else or having, or getting help with it. But let me tell you what happened. I went from, I went from, um, from uh, basically having, I would say, eighty percent of my time was tied up in the minutia, and when I was able to pass that stuff off, I had about a hundred percent of my freedom, right? And I remember sitting there saying, "Well, what am I going to do, right? Right? Anything to do? Well, then that forces you to invest that freedom, that time. And you made this point a while ago into your business, into the marketing, to the 
you know, making the, you know, people get, people get a lot of loan officers, they get the, there's a difference between scaling your business and growing your business, right? Right, right. So if you're going to invest, as an example, you're going to, you know, spend $50,000 on a, on a new employee and you hire that employee, but they make you 50. Your efficiency's got better. Your processes may have gotten better. You didn't lose any money. You didn't make any money, but you added a team member. That's growth. However, scaling is a little bit different. We've talked about this as well. Scaling is I take that 50,000, whether it's a person or a technology or a system or a marketing strategy, whatever it is, and you invest it in your business. And then, you know, at the end of 12 months, it generated 180,000. What cost you 50, so you profited 130, right? That's scaling. That's being able to, you know, and I, and I believe that's what this is for a lot of originators is they, they you know, they they have they, they're not scaling because they're not willing to invest into somebody, right? And then and then go and, and ensure that they're going to take their business to the next level. They just get caught up in the minutia. And I, yeah. I, t- I tell you, man, I put this. I, I said it a while ago. I put this on all of my team's computers. I even put it on. It's on my computer right now, right here. It's a uh, you know label maker, and I put a label maker uh, and printed out is what I'm doing right now. A good use of my time, and that is a constant reminder because I have to be reminded of this as well. Even being a seasoned veteran in the industry, to be reminded that because we get caught, we slip up. I mean, it's what I'm doing a good use of my time. Oh, it's not. Yeah, I need to delegate this or get it all. You know. So, yeah. Well, and we tell we tell loan officers that come to our live event, hey, take your whatever that hourly rate is, take that number and put it on your computer. Right. Like, look at that every day. If it's too low, let it be a driver to you to increase it. Right. To go get that extra deal. If it's if it's high. Use it as a driver to maintain it, to push it higher, right? To to continue to refine your abilities to build out a team. And I don't want to get into team building because we've got a whole other call on that. So if you're listening to this, our podcast series um, around this time is all about you know some of these core beliefs. And so we're going to get into some of these. But today, we just wanted to touch on the knowing your numbers. Again, the annual goal worksheet that, that Ken walked through is available for download, whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can go right to the link there in the show notes and you can download this. And of course, we talk about this all the time inside of our Next Level Loan Officers community. So if you haven't given us a look or joined the community, I would encourage you to do that. You can head over to nlstrategycall.com. You can book a call with a coach right then and there. And uh, let's chat about how a lot of the strategies and things that we talk about inside the community can help you grow your business. Uh, we're, you know, it, it's 197 bucks a month to join our community. So it's not a big ask to your point, Ken, it's less than, uh, it's less than one deal a year. And I promise you the strategies and things that we talk about, you know, if you got a goal of doing two and a half deals a month, uh, you know, with just being in our community and around our people, you know, I promise you, you get that extra deal a month, uh, out of, you'll, you'll do three and a half a month, no problem. Uh, and you know, that'll put an extra, uh, 30 grand on your plate. So we're all about helping loan officers grow, whether that's one loan a month or 10 loans a month. Uh, we'd love to have you join our community. So nlstrategycall.com, check us out, book a call, get connected. And, uh, we'd love to see you on the other side. KT, man, thank you so much for today. What an awesome conversation. Pleasure always, talking with you. Always fun to do these with you, man. Absolutely. Yes. It's likewise, bro. You know, cause I can't, like, I can't be my own favorite. So you're my favorite. 
Well, I, I appreciate that. Hey, nobody loves KT more than KT, right? All right. Thank you, everybody. We will see you next week on the next Next Level Loan Officers podcast.